on this episode of my lash two brain cells and so she messaged really, me these hurt yeah so she messaged me at midnight and i remember i got a ding on my phone i was living in my parents house i was 19 years old and she was like hey girl you're so sweet i just adore you but i just i gotta be honest with you my lashes are kind of stuck together and they're just like not it you know and so you know, can I get a refund? Like I really just am unhappy. And guys, when I tell you I cried, I literally, my heart fell out of my butt. It, it really was so, so hard for me. And I and we're back. Woo! Hello everybody. And welcome to my last two, two brain cells. cells. I'm your host, Maddie Morris. And I'm your host, Elliot Morris. And you're probably wondering, why do they look so much better today than usual? It's because I finally got plastic surgery. Thank God. Let's go. Elliot got Brand his Brand new face. Elliot baby. got his face did, booty got did. Got a lip flip. Yeah. BBL, tummy tuck. <laughs> I'm a I'm a new man. Elliot got a nose job. I'm more plastic than person at this point. Uh, okay. Um no, we uh look more put together today if you're watching on youtube if you're watching on spotify we always look this good true uh-huh. we always look but hot. if you're watching on youtube and you're like why is maddie wearing a little three-piece suit and elliot is got his little cool shoe game out um we I always got my shoe game out <laughs> i always got cool. well shoes. i know but i feel like the podcast is usually we usually film we, the podcast we, are, we usually it's usually late and we usually look a little schlumpy we usually film the podcast i'm not even kidding dead ass like 8 p.m yeah and we usually want to be comfy and so we have our little sneakers and our little crew neck on um but uh we started filming our freaking advanced coaching program today you guys we have been planning this thing out for oh my goodness what a year um we've been talking about it for we've been talking about it forever but it is launching in the next few like may may 1st oh my gosh can you believe I think, I think, I think we're, we're going to launch it May 1st, right before my birthday. Um, we are Depending call- on what day of the week that is. We are um. calling it Lightheart. Say it with me. Lightheart, Lightheart University. University. Ah, it's going to be so it's good, great. you guys. It's great. If you've been to a private training, you know you get a crew neck. It says, uh, or a group training, you know you get a crew neck. It, it says, says Lightheart, Lightheart Academy. Academy. This is Lightheart, Lightheart University, Lightheart baby. University. You graduate Lightheart Academy, you can apply to, to Lightheart, Lightheart University. University. So Lightheart University, I'm going to talk about it for a little bit because Her. honestly, we filmed all the Tell like- Tell them. Tell them. You guys, okay, so I know I don't promote our, like, you know, education that much on this podcast, but I got to tell you all about this. Get excited. So um, a lot of people that listen to our podcast are very, very advanced artists and business owners. And we have- You know who you are. Yeah. We've been wanting to craft something for a long time that really, really um, can level you guys up to the next phase of your business. And a lot of what we do- um, you know, our digital products and in-person trainings for more like beginner intermediate artists that really want to like build their technique, build their skill set, get more clients. This is not for you. Lightheart University is truly for advanced service providers that have kind of like topped out and capped out at, you know, they have fully booked clientele, they're charging top of their area, maybe they're teaching, um, and they want to break into like different streams of income and really differentiate, you know, themselves from the market and, uh, you know, kind of become an authority in the industry. That is what Lightheart University is for. So it's a 12-week coaching program that we're rolling out. And the first group of students, you have to get accepted into it. We really want this to be very beneficial for the people that take it. So our first group is going to be limited to five students. Five um, students. It's going to be very small. That In the future, our classes will be slightly bigger, not much bigger. Yeah. Um, but um, 
yeah, we're just limiting it to five because this this first batch we want it to be very very like personal while and results driven. Yeah, it's gonna be extremely results driven. Like this program is. This is not a program where it's like you take this, you make six figures in lash versus don't care. No. This is a program for people that maybe want to open salon suites, maybe want to start a product line, maybe want to branch into education, really want to separate themselves in the industry. We are gonna be coaching them yep. personally, a very VIP container of people, um, to get them those results. So that's why we're working with a very limited amount of people to start off so keep your eyes peeled for Lightheart university yep. um i will obviously announce it very hugely and, on Lightheart and those when that those are the verticals that we're going to be focusing on yeah. so um it is going to be if you are a advanced artist yeah. and you want to expand your business by you know adding an additional like major stream of income to your business that takes a lot of it's going to take a lot of work, work it's going to yeah. take a lot of time to set it up but our goal with the program is to help guide you through the process of building a real business that mm -hmm. lasts and that is extremely valuable and that will make you money for the next, you know, 10, 20 years. No, it doesn't make you money. Builds you wealth. Well, that will, yeah, that will build you wealth. This, this is, is going not to a be get rich a, quick. No, no. This is a value, going to be a valuable business that we are going to help you create that is going to be, because one thing we see is that artists, once, once you top out, um, at your, you're fully booked, you're, um, charging, you know, some of the highest prices in your area, you're near the top prices of your area there. It, it, the obvious direction that you can take your business is, you know, hiring someone to start taking over your wait list. And, and what we've seen is that for most artists, that is not the best direction to go if they're trying to actually build more wealth. Some people, it, it absolutely works for them. But from what we've seen, the best directions that artists take their business after they're at that point are either going into products, going into salon suites, or going into education. Um, and those are really the, the three avenues that we are going to focus on extremely heavy in this coaching program. And those are going to be like the three primary options that we are, we have the expertise and we are comfortable and we have the um, understanding to guide you through the process of starting businesses in those three areas because we don't want to, you know, work with you to start something in an area that we have no experience with. Yeah. And so these are three things that we know enough about that we can absolutely um, walk you through the process of starting this up and we can work with you to build a real valuable brand to um, um, that can surpass what you are doing um, as a service provider, like yeah. we have had um, a lot of success with the salon suites and the um, the education that we do, and we really want to help other people find that success as well. And and that is why we did this. And so, if that is something that you know is interesting to you, then you might be one of the five. Then yeah, Woo! hit us up. Hit us up. Um, I I'm I so think excited. it's probably going to um be fairly competitive yeah. to get into the the first five but if you if you're if you, we like if you aren't one of the like first class yeah. we're gonna have other classes and we're gonna be this. prioritizing our um renters at lightheart studios yes yes we are pr pr prioritizing our, our renters um and and yeah so uh look out for that i'm so excited for it um guys i am it's gonna so be awesome i'm so excited pumped. for that like you know when you do something that just makes your heart feel good and you know you're doing the right thing that's how i feel about lightheart university so i can't wait I know. And just to be able to like intimately personally facilitate these like huge, huge, huge like growth changes in people's business. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like that is just the most 
soul fulfilling thing I could possibly think of doing. And this is not just like a series of mentoring calls or like a series of coaching calls or like whatever. This is really, really deep work. This is really, really going to change lives. And that's why we're doing this. So uh, be on the lookout for that. Plug plug over Sorry. let's get into this episode it's that yeah, i don't little... think we've ever advertised anything on the on the show before. this is worth this advertising yeah this wasn't real I, I didn't really even we weren't even planning on like you know we weren't like okay first we got to plug the thing no, we we're I just, just like talk about it. yeah we're just so excited to talk about yeah. this because we're just like we just yeah. finished filming and the, the thing about the coaching program is um i'm not gonna be when i when we launch i'm not gonna be accessibly posting about it because I honestly think it's something that is going to sell itself eventually. I, yeah. I think it's something that I never want to be like salesy about, but I want to just take things like, you know, five minutes on the podcast to tell you about, because if it is something that interests you, those people will sign up for it. Oh yeah. Well, and if you're listening to the podcast, like you are probably like the prime demographic yeah. for people who this would benefit. So yeah, if you are, if you're about. in your car listening to like an hour and a half of just like, you know, beauty business focused advice every week, you're probably in a stage where you want to grow. And if you've listened to all the other episodes, you're probably fully booked and charging high price prices already yeah period so the episode that i want to dive into today it's not gonna be a super long episode but it's gonna be a juicy one juicy this is an episode and it's not gonna be very long because one of our renters wants to take headshots in here (laughs) so we have 40 minutes we got half hour yes um and i want to make sure that she can do that so um because we this is a photo studio as well so the episode that i wanted to film today i get a lot of questions very privately about this a lot of people don't just like publicly ask it but privately i get a lot of messages about like client um conflict people that have had like negative reviews maybe a client had all their lashes fall off maybe you gave someone a very very serious irritation maybe someone just had a poor experience with you um or maybe someone had a poor experience with you that maybe wasn't a poor experience but they interpreted it as such and yep. this is like a learning experience i want to kind of dive into a few of those and this is just off the cusp i don't have notes but um i've dealt with i'd say about three in my career which i'm very proud of that track record but the three were definitely very uh pivotal for me because it immediately made me shift how I operate and um, it should if you ever get negative feedback it is a learning experience it makes or breaks you as a business owner the way that you handle it Mm -hmm. Um, and if you handle it negatively that is a ripple effect people will know people talk people write reviews people tell their friends maybe something wasn't even an issue and it's just you being you didn't communicate effectively like maybe the results and now it is an issue yeah um so one of and I the, the funniest thing that I, I want to mention first off is when people have a client conflict, like an average artist, just anywhere mm-hmm. in the world, mm-hmm. has a client conflict, a client messages them. They say, hey, girl, all my lashes fell off on this one eye. I'm not doing anything wrong. It must be your glue. Um, you know, get me in to fix this right away. I want a refund, you know, whatever. Um, what is the first thing that artists do? What is the first thing they don't, do? Don't say it. Don't say they it. They post the text Why? thread in Facebook groups. Why? Lash don't do artists that. Facebook groups. They write Come in the Facebook on. groups and they say, hey, you guys, I don't know how to handle this. I had a client send me this message. My heart is pounding. I don't know what to say. And then there's 35 comments of people telling them just random advice, right? But here's the thing about advice. Facebook groups, right? Facebook groups that people put those kind of messages in are the blind leading the blind. It mm. is like asking, you know, someone that is in the exact same position as you for advice. Why? Think about it. Why would you ask someone in the same position as you for advice? Why would you ask someone who posted the same thing two days ago for <laughs> also advice? Asking? Yeah. But it's commonplace. It's, so number which one, which is why you should join the Lightheart Lash Besties group, the the best lash group on the internet. If somebody posts that kind of stuff in Lightheart Lash Besties, um, delete. 
Well, I mean, sometimes I'll message them privately, but it's like. Also, if if you've done this, we are not. This is not a personal attack. We're not shaming you. This is not a personal attack. But that is not the way to go about running your business. The goal with this episode is that you never feel the need to do that again, Mm -mm. because now we're going to give you all the tools to handle this. And then you never have to post about it in a Facebook group again. Absolutely. Facebook groups are the blind leading the blind. Um, Lay her lash besties. I moderate very, very closely. So everything in there is very like constructive. Um, and not just like people being like, I don't know what to do with my life. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, Cause then it's just, it's just scrambling and I want it to be very informative and constructive. And so we have a lot of um, a beginner artists in the group. But we also have a lot of advanced artists in the group and a lot of yeah. students of mine that kind of act as moderators and are able to kind of, um, I need re- to figure out how to give them like little moderator tags. I know I how. Yeah. Know how do I'll do that later. We should do that. But, um, okay. So when you have a client send you a un- very unfavorable text, you know, something along the lines of like, um, Hey girl, a lot of my lashes fell out. I'm worried. You know, I paid so much and this isn't what I expected or something along the lines of like, um, you know, just just dissatisfaction. You know, I'm not even talking about something like an allergy or an irritation. I'm talking just about like they're unsatisfied with the service that you did. First things first, be on the client's side. I think a lot of artists make the mistake of being immediately on the defense and being like, well, everything was fine on my end. So you must, you must be picking them. You must not be taking care of them properly. And then the client feels more and more and more belittled. Like they did something wrong. And it'll make them more and more defensive. Especially if you are a luxury service and you're charging like, you know, over $200 a full set, you should be very, very responsible of your own work. Mm -hmm. And I promise you, it may feel like a punch to the gut and it may feel like, Oh, I don't want to admit any fault. Even if you didn't do anything wrong. And Elliot had a great story about this. So tell there, them your story. Okay. There, I was listening to this podcast and um, there was this guy who um, I thought it was a great story. It's not my story, but I'm going to tell it anyway. Yeah. Um, I was listening to this podcast and this guy worked at a uh, fur coat store and um, he, the one day they had a customer come into the fur coat store, the fur coat store, and they uh, they sold coats that were like $20,000, $30,000 and um, like really expensive stuff. This woman came in and she was like, uh, I bought this coat a week ago and one of the buttons fell off. I This is terrible. I want a refund. This is ridiculous. I paid so much money for this coat and one of the buttons fell off. I like shame on you guys. And then the owner of the store, he's in the back. He rolls his eyes. He's like, all right, here we go. He walks out and then instantly he is livid about the situation he is he has righteous anger on her behalf he comes out and he is like this is absolutely He's unacceptable. like who sold you this who coat? sold you this i am going to fire that salesman immediately this is absolutely ridiculous yeah you should not have this happen to you i am so sorry this happened to you we will fix this immediately he grabs the coat from her he's like i'm going to have someone fix this right away that absolutely should not happen to you is there anything else i can do tell me who woman, sold this and the woman feels like he's actually getting a little too angry the, the woman instantly is like <laughs> oh demeanor it's, changes no, it's it's not a big deal it's not a big deal it's 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 really like i just want the coat fixed like it's totally fine like you don't need to fire anyone things like, happen totally yeah. fine and it, the the moral of the story is that only one person in the conversation can be the angry one <laughs> and if if you're angrier than the client if you're angrier and if the client feels like you are taking their side and you are more angry about what happened than they are then their their uh instinctual response is going to be like you know what it's not that big a deal because but, a hundred percent of the time the client is not going to try to get more angry and then you get more angry you know it's just like they no. immediately feel like oh well 
I'm not that angry. Yeah. She's like, you know, it's it's actually not that big a deal. You d- no, don't worry about it. But if you um if you make them the 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 reason a client contacts you and is um sends you a text like an angry text is because they want to be validated that mm-hmm. the problems they're experiencing are problems are problems and they want to feel like you agree that this is a problem and so because here's you, the thing the problem exists regardless yeah the problem exists and so by confronting it and saying this is absolutely unacceptable this should not be happening um I am so sorry that you are experiencing that. Let me rectify this right away. And you are very on top of it. And and they see that you are taking this as seriously or more seriously than they are. Then instantly they will become, they will, it will, they will 180 their disposition. They'll be like, okay, in their head, like in their, in their lizard brain, in the back of their head, they're going to be like, okay, no, this person, this person understands where I'm coming from. I have been validated now. And I don't need to push to be more validated anymore. Because if you, on the flip side, come in and you're like, that this doesn't happen for any of my clients, like you must have picked them, their instinctual response is going to be more angry because they're like, okay, in the back of their head. They're making me feel small. They're making me feel dumb. They're thinking, okay, they aren't taking this seriously. I need to get more angry so that then they take this seriously. And eventually- I need to write them a bad review. I need to tell my friends. I need them to know that this is serious. And if you don't take it seriously off the bat, then they are going to do anything they can to make sure, I'll show Mm -hmm. them, I'll show them that they need to take this serious. They'll write you a bad review. They'll tell all their friends because they'll be like, this girl gave me these bad things. And she's like, I want to ruin their business because they- didn't take this problem seriously. Whereas on the other hand, if you if you if they feel like you take it seriously and they feel like you care about it just as much or more than they do, then they're gonna be like, oh, this person's on my side. Like we're not enemies anymore. We're on the same team. We're both attacking this problem together. Like hey, man. that's pop, the way to do it. Pop off, Elliot. Period. <laughs> Period. Period. Um, and I want to give a personal story about the first negative Uh-oh. feedback I ever received on my own. So um, when I went on my own, started my business, you explained that amazingly, Elliot. That Thank was you. very, the, very... The story was from Alex Ramosi. Yeah. He's a very he's a very smart business guy. He has a good podcast. You should yeah. check it out. Per. Great job, Elliot. Thank you. That was very good. I really like that. Um, My first story that really relates to that. So my first negative feedback I ever received was actually my first client when I went ah. on my own. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh oh. So I worked at a salon and I was a very like, you know, inexperienced lash artist. As you guys know, I was doing 0.25 diameter classic lashes on everyone. I had no formal training. Like I was really just like, you know, I was a salon employee. So my first time I got my own space and I started taking clients. I only had this really, really poor classic experience. So I had a girl book with me and she came in with like volume lashes on for a foreign fill and she was so sweet so nice me literally brought me flowers was like the kindest girl ever and i was like oh my gosh this is literally my first client ever i'm so nervous and she had volume lashes on and i um literally had like no volume training like i only knew like application and so i was like oh in my head i was like i don't really know how to do volumes i had pre-mates on hand and i had trays of like 0.07s that i had access to so i kind of struggled i kind of like tried to make volume fans on her it's With kind of like when experience. you yeah it's like taking clients when you don't take models first you know yeah and i ended up taking a lot of volume trainings you know post this experience but 
Um, I was in a rush. I only had 40 minutes. Like I was on my own for the first time. I, I, this is my first, really, I think one of my first three clients probably. And she was laying down so sweet. And in that 40 minutes, you know, I was like, okay, well she wants volume. She doesn't want these classics. So I put some pre-mades on her. I kind of tried to fan 0.07s on the strip, but they were boxy. I mean, the bases were too thick. You know, there was too much adhesive because I was a beginner. I didn't know what I was doing. Um, I was 19, you guys. So anyway, um, the work was, it just wasn't, great you know and so obviously because it was rushed there were stickies um it just wasn't it wasn't like a nightmare it wasn't like you know just atrocious but it was not good and it wasn't something that someone should pay for it was definitely more like this should have been a model full set for me practicing volumes after I took a training and I was because I was rushed because I was excited to make her feel you know good and take my first client I I did the wrong thing and I should have just said oh my gosh I don't know how to do volumes yet Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. I can do classics you know but I didn't and so that was a mistake on my M. Well, I filled her about three times. And after the third time, you know, she very clearly noticed like these don't look good and they also don't feel very good. And so she messaged really? me. These hurt. Yeah. So she messaged me at midnight. And I remember I got a ding on my phone. I was living in my parents' house. I was 19 years old. And she was like, hey, girl, you're so sweet. I just adore you. But I just I got to be honest with you. My lashes are kind of stuck together and they're just like not it, you know. And so you know, can I get a refund? Like I really just am unhappy. And guys, when I tell you I cried, I literally, my heart fell out of my butt. It, it really was so, so hard for me. And I didn't tell anyone. I was so embarrassed. This is the first time I ever talking about this. Yeah. She I didn't was, tell me until two days ago. No, when I we was were talking about this. so like, embarrassed because it's like, that was my work. And actually when Ellie and I first met, I'd only been lashing at the day spot. And so I was still so new and embarrassed good. about my work that like I didn't even tell Elliot I was a lash artist for three months of dating. I told him I was just an esthetician and a makeup artist mm-hmm. because I wasn't confident with my skills. That's how unconfident I was, you know, starting out. Mm. So didn't even tell me. I didn't. Do even I tell- look intimidating? He did to me. So anyway, <laughs> I get this text and I had one of two options. I didn't ask for advice. I didn't have anyone to turn to, but I asked for advice because I lived in a small town and that word would get out fast if, you know, I did work that wasn't good. And so I guys keep in mind it was beginner work it wasn't like you know some nail salon botch job it was just it wasn't great so um I had one of two options my first option was I could respond back and I could say hey girl they look fine to me stickies totally happen let's just get you in for your next fill I don't do refunds as you read on my website I have a refund policy no refunds I spent my time I spent my product I spent my work and so um you know I'll make sure there's no stickies next time but just don't worry about it like I could have said that right yeah On the other hand, what I did do, and I'm grateful that I handled it this way, is I wrote back immediately at midnight. I did not wait until the next business day because this was such an emergency. She wrote me at midnight. I'm going to respond to her at midnight. Right? Per. I I wanted to let her know this is urgent. I will wake up out of a dead sleep to respond to this because this is bad. And so I wrote to her and I said, hi, love. Oh, my goodness. Thank you for being so understanding. If I'm completely honest with you, and I I can tell you verbatim what I said because it lives rent free in my mind to this day (laughs) at 25 um and so I wrote back and I said hi my love oh my goodness I am so embarrassed if I'm being completely honest with you it is my first week on my own and I don't have any volume experience and I have really been rushing my work and this isn't the the quality of work that you should have been receiving um I'm not going to refund you for this fill I'm going to refund you for every single time you've seen me um and I hope that and we can, I'm open to doing a free removal for you um, and referring you to an artist that is a little more um, experienced in the kind of lashes that you like. Unfortunately, I'm just not there yet. And I appreciate you um, supporting my business as I'm starting out. I hope that you give me a chance in the future, but I completely understand if not. Um, I am so sorry, you know, 
as a new business owner, quality is my highest priority. And I haven't been delivering that because I've been rushed and, and I've, you know, this isn't what I want my work to look like, but like I am starting out. I appreciate you giving me a chance. And I refunded all three of her fills she ever got with me, which for me was kind of all the money I've ever made. It wasn't yeah, a lot, you know, that was, that was most of your money. And I went on square that night yep. before 1am and I refunded every single fill she ever had for me. And she responded back and she was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate a girl. No hard feelings. She went and saw someone else and I completely understand. I'm sure they talked crap about me, but um, I really learned from that. And I looked at all of my other work from those earlier weeks and I was like, you know what? I need to stick to classics until I take multiple volume trainings. Yep. And so I did. I went back to doing classics. I put the pre-maids away because pre-maids were giving me stickies. Their bases were too thick. And um, I, I invested in my education. I took other volume trainings until I was comfortable enough. And obviously my work still wasn't good for a period of time because lashes, I will say, lashes over anything else in the beauty industry, there's a very long period of time where you are not going to produce work consistently that is great mm -hmm. there it is a hard hard skill to master i mean even especially if you're giving yourself 40 minutes do not do that give yourself, give yourself a time. lot of time in the beginning i was really i was literally doing 30 minute fills in the beginning you're because crazy. that's what i was taught to do you only know what you're taught yeah, true. and now my fills take me two hours you'd think that i would be faster as a more advanced artist but i realized throughout my career that um, you know, quality is key and being slow is fine. If you are producing that quality, you can charge more, you can get better clients, you build that trust. But I was, I was not giving myself enough time and I was too inexperienced to be, um, working on people. You know, I needed to be charging model fees starting out. And so that taught me a lot and I implemented into my business and, um, any time I ever had any negative feedback, whether it was warranted or not, I always handled it like that from then on, you know, never on the defense, always trying to say, you know, I completely understand that should not be happening. If someone had something like, you know, hey, girl, my lashes are falling off more on this eye. Is there something I'm doing or can you get me in sooner? I would always respond immediately. And, and you know, if someone texts you to reschedule an appointment, you can wait a little bit. You can wait until it's office hours. But if something was negative, immediate response for me, True. immediate Hi, beautiful. Oh my goodness. I am so sorry that is happening to you. Yes, they should be shedding evenly on both eyes, um, especially if you're taking, you know, correct care of them, which I know you are. Um, I know you are. I know you're taking great care of them. What's happening on my end? Um, what I would always do is I, if I had a client that was having major retention issues, what I would do is I would reach out to every single other client that I had the day they saw them and I would confirm that no one else was having retention issues. And sometimes that was the case. If someone was having major retention issues, mm -hmm. I would text all four of those clients I had that day and I would say, hey girl, I'm having a client struggling with her retention. I saw them around the same time as you did. How are your lashes? Is there anything that maybe was off that day that I should know about? That right. also shows your other client, oh my gosh, this girl cares she so really much cares. about each and every one of us. Yeah. You know, And most of the time they'd be like, no, everything's good with me. But maybe there was something that day. Maybe your humidity was off. Maybe your adhesive was expired. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe your application was just a little bit off that day. There, we have off days. We're working with so many different variables and so many different chemicals. If something was off that day and it actually affected someone's retention, it might be affecting every single other person's that day too. And that's something to troubleshoot with yourself. So um, I would always just respond like troubleshooting. Okay, well, like let me first troubleshoot number one, my application. How was my application? Right? Really, really think about it from that day. That's why I take pictures of literally every fill I do. Um, and then I would just ask, you know, questions like, are you sleeping differently? You know, did you do anything differently than your usual routine? No, 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 no. You know, in that case, I would just say, oh my gosh, well then that's so weird. I'm really sorry that happened for you. Let me move some things around my schedule. I'll get you in as soon as I can. For a free fill. For a free fill. Yeah. Because that shouldn't be happening often if you're an advanced artist. Yeah. And then yeah, I would. Yeah, you don't have to give them a full refund every time. 
you know, no, like no, that no, first no. time you gave them a refund because it, you looked at it and you were like, you know, this was if you not did something good. wrong, give them a refund. Yeah. But if, <laughs> if it's something where it's like they're having a, a not a gigantic issue, but yeah. it's like, oh, they have some sh- stuff shedding too soon. It's like, OK, yeah. just get them in for free. Yeah. Here's Sometimes the thing. I do it. Oh, you go. Sometimes you need to take a short term L for a long term dub. Period. Yeah, don't make, take that short term dub and say no refunds because then it'll get a long term. Make L. that a clip, Mia. Short term L, long term dub. So, um, what I would do, okay, and keep in mind, I've always been fully booked. It's not like I've ever had like a huge, you know, like a lot of gaps to be able to accommodate this. But if I ever had a client that was like, "Hey, girl, my lashes are shedding way too soon," you know, they're not staying on like they should. The bases are coming up. I'm not picking them. I'm not doing anything differently. Um, I would always say. Um, oh my gosh, that should not be happening. I am so sorry about that. Um, I'm, I, all my other clients are having great retention, so this should not be happening to you. Let me look at my schedule. Can you come in tomorrow at six? Can you come in tomorrow at five? Figure out a time they can come in immediately for a complimentary mini fill. Complimentary mini fill, babes. Mini fill. It doesn't even have to be long too. It could be no, 20 minutes. No, just a mini fill because chances are it's just a mini fill. Yeah. So they would come in. Perfect. I would take a look. I would be like, oh yeah, they really are kind of sloughing off a little bit. Wow, maybe I didn't really wash or prime them as well as I should. Maybe I didn't apply them as well. You know, whatever it is, but always put the responsibility on you. Even as an expert, I would always take the responsibility because that's what experts do, baby. Sure. Um, we're not in the business of blaming our clients. So anyway, um, I would do the mini fill. I would give them the whole aftercare spiel and I would be like, man, okay, we'll see how these go. Be really, really gentle on them. And then let's book you in for your next fill. Um, and then text me in a few days how they go. Make sure that they know that you're checking in on them throughout this process. I would always say, text me in three days, send me a picture of them. Let's make sure they're all good. That also gives them some accountability because if they are picking them, being too rough on them and they're lying to you, it gives them that accountability to text you photos. So, you know, because you'll know if they all fall off that night, you're like, okay, well, I've done all I can do that's them. Something's happening, you know? And if they're sending you photos, they'll feel some accountability to take care of them. Um, Mm -hmm. But if this happens every single time, right? I recently had a client that this happened to. Every single time she was coming in naked, her lashes were visibly like, you know, they were picked. They were picked. And and for, for like four months, she was telling me that that's just how they were. And after a while, you know, I really, one, one appointment I said, you know what? Um, I've really been looking into like all my clients retention and troubleshooting and troubleshooting my application. You know, I'm a seasoned lash artist of seven years. And I said, I really, you know, is there, do you ever get picky with them? I go, and I, I said, because I, I sometimes get really bad anxiety and I love to pick my lashes. I, I kind of made her see. Yeah. Yeah. Make a lot her of feel people, like it's here's the thing. People that pick their eyelashes, a lot of the time are embarrassed about it. Yeah. No one, it's embarrassing. No one wants to say, oh yeah, I got sad because my boyfriend yelled at me yeah. and then I picked and all my here's, lashes Here's out. the thing, guys. I have suffered with anxiety my entire life. La la la. And it, that always manifested in me ripping all my nails out, picking my nails, picking my skin, like picking my lashes off. And she's picked her lashes off so many times i've never gotten a removal i always pick my lashes off that is true i think i've gotten a removal one time no, be, do as we say not as we do yeah but but for me you know i would want a lash artist that was understanding and not condescending yeah. when that happened because it wasn't because i wanted to just like rip all my lashes off it was because i genuinely was like really anxious about things and mm-hmm. so i always go from that like uh place of understanding for my clients and so i started having a really honest conversation with her and i said you know what if you're picking at them you know it's okay everyone does i pick mine all the time i'm a menace client i totally will understand and she opened up to me and she was like yeah you know i've really been going through a lot and i love picking my lashes out and i think just me touching them might be why they're falling out prematurely and i was like totally fine girl you know like you know i want to work with you and so i worked with her for a little while longer and it got to a point where you know she was still kind of like placing the blame on me and picking them and placing the blame on me and picking them and finally you know wasn't going to work out for her as my client because a i don't want to work on a damaged lash line Burr. 
Two, you know, I don't want people picking all their lashes off and then putting the blame on me. In some people's mind, that makes sense, but mm. it doesn't. Um, and so I, I actually let her go as a client. And if, if someone actually is having an issue over and over and over again, even if it isn't you, I never made it. Obviously, she was the issue in this situation, mm-hmm. but I still took the blame. Yeah. And I sent her a text I message. I don't think I'm the right artist for you. I sent her a text message and I said, hi, my love. I've really been putting some considerable thought into it and I want the best for you and your lashes. And I am, I've been more than happy to accommodate, you know, these last minute appointments and these fixes and all that stuff. But um, when I really take a good look at what's happening, um, I think that, you know, no matter what we do, because these are being picked out over and over again, and I'm forced to rush my work in these like, you know, fix fills, um, it's going forward. I don't think I have a, the schedule to accommodate that. And B, I think you should either take a break from lash extensions or, you know, see someone that can better accommodate, you know, that kind of flexible schedule because she would pick her lashes out a day after getting them, then text me that need to get in. Ellie, this was like six months ago. Girl. And I and I I sent the text and she responded back and said thank you so much and liked it, and it was kind. It but it was also very you know firm. It final. Was, it was firm and final, and it was always like I have done what I can do over and over and over again to accommodate this, and I've been very very kind and understanding about it. However, this is not a good reflection of my work if you're actively damaging your lashes and then blaming it on me, right? Two. If you are someone that like is picking all your lashes out constantly, you know, that and you needing to get in sooner and wanting to come in for free fills and all that sort of stuff, like I didn't have the schedule to accommodate it. I couldn't accommodate my regular clients that were going three and a half weeks, you know, mm-hmm. let alone someone that needed to come in every week because they were ripping them all out and doing free fixes for no reason. That wasn't my fault. So I very, very nicely moved her on to another artist. Um, and then last thing, um, I think that just as a rule of thumb in general, Never get angry at the client, even though they are some. Even if they're very much, it's very much their fault. Absolutely. And so, yeah, if it is your fault, take accountability. Face it head on. Um, What if someone gives you a negative Google review? Face that head on. Respond to it. Take accountability. If you get a negative Google review, that's accurate. You know, where maybe you didn't do as good of a job as you think you did. And someone writes you a negative review. Um I'll be honest with you guys. One time someone wrote me a negative review and I deleted my Google page. End of story. End of story. Don't be like me. Maybe if maybe you... not the best strategy. Madison <laughs> no. also um, one time forgot the password for her Instagram account and then to... had all of her friends mass report it. Yeah. So. so here's the thing. When you get a negative review, sit back. Don't react reactively really really think about how it will impact your business potentially if you react in the moment right and you respond back and blame it all on them and and say no refunds you read my policy whatever think about what that could do to your business in the long run it will always positively impact your business if you handle things correctly and you are on the client's side right i want to circle back to that first story i told because that girl who i did her lashes not to the best quality she um actually kept following me on instagram i never blocked her i never get you know, some that. people block yeah i never blocked her and madison loves blocking i people. love <laughs> i do madison love blocking love. people honestly if people some, if there's some old man in her comments saying ugly block block <laughs> if no i'm dead serious if i even see a lash artist like being negative or like mean to other people on instagram i'll block them i don't want any part of that on my heart so um i 
yeah and some people will like block clients that, like, nice make girls them. only at lightheart truly so this girl continued to follow me through the years and years and years and i moved to arizona and when i moved here she messaged me and was like hey i'm gonna be in scottsdale for something i would love for you to do my lashes and i was like what like you want to give me a second chance like obviously so much time so much time had passed <laughs> also, but, you were so much but i was like yes oh my gosh i got her in immediately i did this this uh i think i did like a full set or a fill on her and we really really got to talking and whatever and she never brought it up but i brought it up at the end and i brought it up at the end and i was like i just want to let you know i don't even know if you remember but of course you remembered but i was like i really really took to heart you know the work that i did on you the first day i ever started out and it made me want to be a better artist and i so appreciate you putting your trust in me again and it means the world to me and she actually ended up going to esthetician school no but tell her what tell, tell him what she said what did she say she said oh girl you are the only person i'd trust to do my <gasps> lashes yes she was like girl why she's like oh my gosh no like don't, she was like don't worry about it girl actually like in the last few years it's been like a dream of mine to get lashed by you again and that's how much can change if you handle it correctly and then turns out she went to esthetician school she is now a lash artist and she's like constantly been messaging me through the years being like um you're amazing i love you i want to work with you one day i want to like learn from you and take your class like that 360 of a story because of how i handled it but i honestly imagine if you hadn't handled it well imagine if i none of that yeah, would have happened that would have eaten me up inside because i'm sensitive about reviews and stuff like that and, and and it's minimized the amount of negative feedback i've gotten in the future because i'm able to turn those negatives into a positive experience mm-hmm. um and i have had some clients that are just absolutely you know nightmare people just in their own right just because they're bitter negative people and it had nothing to do with like my work or anything but some people just have bad attitude and maybe they're not the client for you but we can talk about that in another episode um i truly think that if you constantly come from a place of humility that will always be the best way to handle any sort of negative you know feedback or reviews that come your way be very very humble about it even if you've been an artist for 20 years respond to that feedback humbly and immediately and quickly on the client side i promise you yeah facts yeah anything else to add elliot ellie belly um, you ever got a bad review uh no, no you haven't i haven't because everyone loves me <laughs> i was just thinking while you were talking i was like it, it's crazy how uh specific our podcast is yet still people listen to it i know it's so it's so niche it's so cute it's so niche i know because here's the thing is like we could just have a podcast about in anything business relationships celebrity gossip girl boss success yeah but honestly this is a podcast that's so niche and so targeted towards lash artists and like lash professionals that it really is sweet we love seeing like you guys listening to it in the car listening to it at the gym listening to it with your friends whatever warms our heart really makes us want to keep going and we even have it's so funny one of my one of our friends um caleb rogers one of our friends caleb rogers called me last night and i was like why is caleb rogers calling me because what what's he gonna talk to me about like i i don't think caleb rogers ever called me ever (laughs) he calls me and he was like hey maddie and i was like hey buddy and he goes um i was just listening to your podcast today and i just wanted to tell you that i really like it and i was like you know, I thought he was just being nice and just, yeah. you know, gassing me up. And he was like, no, I actually really like it. I was listening to it, you know, on my job and I, I learned some things. He's not a lash artist. No, <laughs> he's the best of the best Amazon delivery driver. Best Amazon delivery driver If you're in the Jeff world. Bezos and you're listening to this, give yeah. that man a raise. Make him president of the drivers. Yes. Best driver in For the world. For real. Caleb Rogers, remember the name. So anyway, 
I was just like, oh, thank you. And I realized, you know, after talking for a minute, I was like, he was like, no, I really, really liked it. Like I learned, I learned some things and it just made me so happy because like, you know, Thank you, you, Rogers. Thank you, guys. And if there are ever any episodes that you want to hear from us, you know, Mm -hmm. obviously this is a very beauty business, you know, targeted podcast. But if there's anything business or beauty related or, you know, maybe life related, whatever, please send it our way. And we want to make episodes about it because we make weekly episodes and there are 52 weeks a year. So and they're for you. They're for you. We don't make money off this. We don't make this to hear our voices. I think it was one of our baristas at the coffee shop was like, so like, how much money do you guys make like (laughs) off the ads and stuff for your podcast? And I was like, girl. Yeah, <laughs> we make zero dollars. Yeah, we literally we literally do this to help you guys. Yeah, no, it's and that's that's the thing is like that's why we don't like advertise things on the podcast. We don't have any ads. We don't do any mid rolls. No, like we don't do any of that. We don't have sponsorships. Like, Liquid yeah. Death never sponsored us. Can you believe? Yeah, if Liquid Death sponsored us, then we would do it. Then we would. I would accept that. Yeah. I would do that. So but, if you're Liquid Death. Like we the, would love to make some I coin think off the this. first actual advertisement we've ever done on the podcast was today. Yeah. When we advertised the coaching <laughs> when we program. talked about the coaching program. But I know honestly, that was just because we were so excited about it. Like, yeah, we didn't even I, I don't even care about doing that. I just want to tell you guys what we're working on. Should we on ever take sponsorships? Uh, like, I what, mean, like what if a lash brand was like, I want you to talk about my tweezers. Here's tweezers. the thing. If the lash brand. Um, we tried their tweezers and if we tried all awesome. their products. Yeah. If, if they were the best products we ever tried and then they were like, Hey, can you tell other people, um, how you feel about our products and be 100% honest then and we'll I would, pay you. and we'll pay you. I would sure I'd say, yeah. do that. I don't hate money, no, but, yeah. uh, but, but the problem is like if a lash brand contacted us and they didn't have incredible products, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. No, no. there's no point. Yeah. It's like, we didn't start this to make money. Yeah. We just we just started this to make friends. So, so if you have a lash brand and it's incredible and yeah. you want us to try them out, here's here's what we'll do. Send a, send them to us. We'll try them. If they're like the best ever, I'll personally we'll try test them. them on air. We'll test. We'll no, t- we, <laughs> I'm kidding. We, we, we'll, we'll test them and we'll give you our honest feedback. And then if you take that feedback and you're like, hey, can you tell the public that feedback? I'll give you, you know. Of uh, some dinner money, if you wanna, if you wanna tell tell the people on your podcast about like how just our honest thoughts, I'll do that. But I will not do any. Uh, we will not uh, tell you about Raycon earbuds. Woo! Yeah, Raycon earbuds. <laughs> We're not taking a, a raid Shadow Legends sponsorship anytime soon. Okay, you guys. Until next week, we will talk to you next time. I hope this was valuable to you. We love you. Smooches. Love you. Bye. Bye. <laughs>